0: Romans 3 says for all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans six twenty three says for the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says but God Lastly, Romans 10, verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin. And trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen. Hey, 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 got two more. No. Eight, nine, ten, yeah, three more chapters to go. I don't know what possibly else we could talk about, because, I mean, Haman's dead, Esther is still queen, and Mordecai has been, uh, you know, honored by the king. So what else, what else we got to talk about, man? We're about to find out. Here we go. Esther chapter eight, a decree to help the Jews. On that same, oh yeah, we got, we got to take care of the Esther's people, Esther's kin folks. Here we go. On that same day, King Xerxes gave the property of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, to Queen Esther. Then Mordecai was brought before the king, for Esther had told the king how they were related. Mm. So, as you can see, the very property, like I have that written, oh, I did have it written on my whiteboard, that the wealth of the uh, wicked is laid up for the just, this is the year, I be- I'm believing this is the year where all these years we've seen all these wicked folks, you know, don't even have any relationship with the Lord, don't go to church, don't even talk to God. Don't, yeah, spit in your face when you tell them about Jesus, don't have nothing to do with Jesus, you know, driving around in their nice Teslas and whatever else expensive cars, this is the year we're going to see a shift. And the wealth of the wicked being transferred to the righteous, and when I say righteous, I never say righteous based on my righteousness or any Christian's righteousness. Is not based on anything that we've done. It's all based on what Jesus has done. But at the same time, there's also going to be some rewards for those who have chosen to faithfully obey the Lord. You know, at different like some of it, I think is going to be unmerited favor and blessings. So, anyway, as you can see, yeah, Haman's wealth got passed on to Mr. Uh, Mr. or uh, er, Passed on to Queen Esther there. It looks like Mordecai's about to get a cut, too. Yeah, verse two. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken back from Haman and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai to be in charge of Haman's property. Verse 3. Then Esther went again before the king, falling down at his feet and begging him with tears to stop the evil plot devised by Haman, the Agagite, against the Jews. Again, the king held out the gold scepter to Esther, so she rose and stood before him. Esther said, if it pleases the king. So yeah, and when he put out that scepter, he held it out. I just love that imagery, because the Lord He holds out His scepter to us, and we're able to stand boldly before Him because of Jesus, His Son Jesus, what He did on the cross. So exactly like how Esther had this favor with the king, how any just any old woman, if she had done this, exactly what Esther was doing, she would have been killed. But because it was Esther. It's just like, yeah, he's like, hey, she's good. What you got? What's your request? Whatever you want, babe. You can have it. The Lord sees us in a similar fashion. Verse five, Esther said, if it please the king and if I have found favor with him and if he thinks it is right and if I am pleasing to him, let there be a decree that reverses the orders of Haman, son of Hamadatha of the Akagite, who ordered that Jews throughout all the king's provinces should be destroyed. Yes, God, I pray that every curse, every generational curse from my parents, grandparents, every scheme of the enemy, everything that's been stolen and lost and eaten by the locusts, I pray it be reversed in the name of Jesus. I thank you. I pray you give us quadruple times a billion for our trouble lord not just financially but spiritually emotionally physically that people will just look at us and just be like man there's something different about that dude there's something different about that young lady she walks differently she talks differently and um yeah we just have testimony after testimony of seeing you reverse the curses and the pain and the years of torment and years of this destruction where we've allowed the Satan to wreak havoc in our lives, the Hamans to wreak havoc in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your intercession. All these years you've been interceding on our behalf, Lord. It's time for this time. It's time. It's time for the Hamans, the Haman curses to be reversed in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, verse six. For how can I endure to see my people and my family slaughtered and destroyed? Then King Xerxes, your know, people are my people, basically. That's what he's saying. Then King Xerxes said to Queen Esther and Mordecai the Jew, "I have given Esther the property of Haman, and he has been impaled on a pole because he tried to destroy the Jews. Now go ahead and send a message to the Jews in the king's name, telling them whatever you want, and seal it with the king's signet ring." But remember that whatever has already been written in the king's name and sealed with his signet ring can never be revoked. So on June 25th, the king's secretaries were summoned and a decree was written exactly as Mordecai dictated. It was sent to the Jews and to the highest officers, the governors and the nobles of all the 127 provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. The decree was written in the scripts and languages of all the peoples of the empire, including that of the Jews. The decree was written in the name of King Xerxes and sealed with the king's signet ring. Mordecai sent the dispatches by swift messengers who rode fast horses, especially bred for the king's service. That was the original uh, Paul Revere mailman. The king's decree gave the Jews in every city authority to unite to defend their lives they were allowed to kill slaughter and annihilate anyone of any nationality or province who might attack them or their children and wives and to take the property of their enemies the day chosen for this event throughout all the provinces of King Xerxes was March 7th of the next year Hmm, this is interesting see we have a legal right as Christians to take back to fight, to destroy our enemy. Our our enemy though is a spiritual enemy, not just phys, not physical. I mean, even though a lot of stuff manifests in the physical. Verse thirteen, a copy of this decree was to be issued as law in every province and proclaimed to all peoples, so that the Jews would be ready to take revenge on their enemies on the appointed day. On the appointed day, Hmm. so urged on by the king's command that the messengers rode out swiftly on fast horses bred for the king's service, the same decree was also proclaimed in the fortress of Susa. Then Mordecai left the king's presence wearing the royal robe of blue and white, the great crown of gold, and an outer cloak of fine linen and purple, and the people of Susa celebrated the new decree. Verse sixteen: The Jews were filled with joy and gladness, and were honored everywhere. That's as crazy as the Jews weren't even like probably well respected prior to that whole situation. People barely even knew who they were. The king didn't even hadn't even know who they were talking about when uh, Haman originally came and said that they were a problem. That's how little known they were. Verse seventeen. In every province and city, wherever the king's decree arrived, the Jews rejoiced and had a great celebration and declared a public festival and holiday. And many of the people of the land became Jews themselves, for they feared what the Jews might do to them. They're like, hey, I'm about to sign up for y'all team. This, yeah, I'm on y'all squad. Just leave us alone. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is how it is. This is what's going to happen, I believe, in in the church, that Christians, uh, that we're going to exercise, we're going to begin to exercise this type of authority. Not just in the physical realm, but in the, yeah, we're going to have like, you know, influence and power in the government and in all phases of life, there'll be a period of that and people are gonna also want to become Christians. They're gonna see all the healing and the power. The power of the church is about to exemplify itself very soon. And people are gonna be like, "Hey, this isn't fake. This is real. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a Christian. I want to be. I want to experience this blessing. It'll be visible to the whole world. This, yeah, some people refer to it as about to be the third great awakening." and the church, so the great revival, so it's coming, it's coming, it's coming soon, I'm believing it will happen in my lifetime, so, anyway, let's wrap it up, we got two more chapters, Esther chapter 9 and 10.